0: I want to share something with you this morning. And um, while you're sitting there, just, just say, Jesus, I receive. I just have an open heart. I've got an ear to hear. My spirit is alive. And you're just going to do something this morning for me. I want to encourage you something. And maybe you didn't know this. And maybe you did know this. But I want to tell you something. But the world needs you. The world needs you. People need you. And I was speaking to somebody in the what's a couple of weeks ago, went for we had some Saturday Briar thing with them. And she said, Yeah, no, if I die, I'll, I'll go and be with God and I'll be in heaven. And I said, Yeah, I hear you, but not to be funny, not to be insensitive, but heaven doesn't need you. She's <laughs> like, looked at me all funny. Heaven doesn't need you. Heaven is the fullness of God. Who are you gonna get saved in heaven? Who are you gonna give hope in heaven one day? Yes, if you die, you go and be with heaven unless we step into immortality. You'll still experience heaven on earth. But let's we haven't not there yet. But if you die, you'll be with him. You'll experience him. And it's like people are just like, I want to be in heaven. It's like heaven is our home, and it's like, oh, you can shoot me, I'll be in heaven. Well, what about you just say bullets down and they fall down, you know, matrix you know, and it's like get saved. (laughs) You know what I mean? Heaven doesn't need you. The earth needs you. Romans 8, the whole creation is moaning and groaning for the manifested sons of God to be revealed. So I'm to be revealed. The world needs you. It needs you. You're going to impact people around you. Now, we had a beautiful, magnificent Out of This World conference a couple of weeks ago. And uh, who really enjoyed this conference? It was so amazing. So, what I would like to do is just carry on today a little bit about the conference, and just to pull in a theme again, we need the river of God. We need the river. You need the river. You need to put your feet in the river. It's like I remember Pastor Elon was saying. It's like you just just double your feet in the river. What about just jump into the river? You know, sometimes it's scary. I think sometimes, like, God, the prophetic words and what you want to do in my life. And, like, sometimes I can see it unfolding. Who's ever seen it unfold in front of your eyes, the prophetic words? Who's ever seen it? And it's actually scary. You know, it is like, you're not sure if you want this. But it is for you. And I want to prophesy of you that you'll never be more fulfilled than jumping into that river and stepping into what God has got for you. Never fear what He's got for you. Never fear it. Never allow the flesh to like creep up to you. No, you can't do it. You can do it. If he says you can do it, you can do it. So, very interesting is that the Bible, I don't know if you know this, but the Bible starts right in the beginning of Genesis 2 with the river. And right at the end of Revelation 22, it ends with the river. Did you know that? So, clearly, God thinks we need the river. I would think so. So uh, Genesis 2 verse 5 to 10, I'm going to run through this. So keep up with me. Otherwise, just listen. Now, no scrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. Now, remember we spoke about streams to rivers. It's interesting. The next one says, and streams came up. Now, some translations would say a mist came up. But for the sake of today, let's say the streams came up. Okay. Came up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. I think it was a little bit muddy. I think he experienced right there. It's like if I read this and I've got a picture in my mind, you know, and it's like, yeah, God. Okay. Let's first wet the ground, and then God formed, this muddy human being standing up here, experience, sorry, my mind just runs on that kind of stuff, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and the man became a living being, now the Lord God had planted the garden in the east, in Eden, very interesting, Eden means pleasure, And there he put man he had made, and the Lord God had made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden, there the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Interesting. The river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it was separated into four head waters. Stream, rivers. And we know the different kind of streams there. It flowed out of, we've heard of the different names. So, I want to jump quickly to Revelation 22, verse 1 to 2. And the angel showed me a river of water of life, water as clear as crystal, pouring out from the throne of God and of the Lamb, mm. flowing down in the middle of the city's mainstream On each side of the river is a tree of life, producing 12 kinds of fruit, healing its fruit every month of the year. It leaves are the healing for the nations. So I guess we need the river. If it starts in the beginning with the river and ends with the river, we need to tap in to the river. We need to abide in the river. We need to stay close to the river. Now... Corporately, we've seen in a service like this, we've experienced the river. You can feel the river flowing. You can feel God is doing something, you know. And revivals, you could classify as different, like the fire of God, you know, or the wind of God, or the river of God. Many songs were written in revivals about the river of God. So, corporately, in a meeting like this, we can experience the river. But every day in your life, you can experience the river. Not just in a service like these. Or the conference times, you know. You can every day just say, God, I'm dipping my feet in this river. Often I would drive in my car and I would... I see the river and a tree. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And i would, you, thank you, Jesus. I'm like a tree planted by the waters. My leaves do not wither. And I'm driving. I'm singing. And I'm just quoting Psalm 1. You know, I'm a tree. I'm my leaves, I will bear fruit in season and out of season. But every day, in our everyday life, we can experience the river. Now, practically, one thing we need to understand is that he is the living water's when you come to Him, you feel a refreshing taking place. When you spend time with Him in your morning devotions, or when you alone with Him, a refreshing takes place. And living, you are drinking from the river of life. Now, sadly, is that some people reject this river? I've seen people that come to church and they used to like. Man, if there was a little stream, they would, like, jump into it, you know. And they, they're so grabbable, if that's all right. But there's it's a word for it. I, I did get it, and I forgot it. So forgive me. But the river is there. They grab it. They get it, you know. And slowly, you see, sometimes they just sit there, and it's like people are getting touched. People experience the same people that has always just jumped into the river. They just sit there. and like, that's very sad. Very, very, very sad. I'm like, then I want to like turn them around to the river because that is where you'll experience God. Get back with that. Get back into the river. So with that in mind, I want to read the scripture. Jeremiah 2 verse 13. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me. How did they forsake me? The spring of living waters. They have dug their own cisterns. Broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Have we dug up cisterns? Have we tried to sort things in our own life out? And it just we're just making more of a mess of it? We need to stay with the river of life. So what are you drinking from? It's interesting that when God just moves and you be refreshed, It's like as you walk out of here and you get in contact with people, you just refresh them, you know. And it's like you're happy you refresh them, you know. And as you refresh them, you get refreshed. Proverbs speaks about a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will also be refreshed. So as you refresh people, you'll be refreshed. Sometimes you don't feel like refreshing people. Sometimes you want to slap some people. So what about doing something to try to refresh them? <laughs> you know, and you're irritated with people. So what about you do something? And as you do it, you'll see you'll be refreshed. The second one I want to talk about is that, no, it's not. Just interesting that even with the th- outreach yesterday, it was so beautiful to be a blessing to the people, to refresh them, to bring hope to them. You know, you drive home, you're like, Jesus, thank you. And to be so was in the car with me. And I'm like, Jesus, thank you. And I could just hear God said, oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> you know, it is like God giggling, you know. But it was just like, you refresh people. You give hope to people. And you're like, oh, wow. And you automatically just feel so refreshed. He just feels so restored. You know, I remember stories like with Prophet Kirbis when he's got a broken neck. And, you know, even Pastor John, when he was going through, they just pray for people still and they still get healed. You know, and eventually one time with Prophet Kirbis his neck was broken and he was praying for people and then one day he's saying, oh, my neck is healed and he just ripped it off. and it's like. So I want to get to this scripture here. You know this passage of scripture, John 7 verse 37 to 38. Now is the Feast of Tabernacles. And Jesus is sitting in, it was very interesting, and let's read this. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink, and whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, living waters will flow from within them. Now, just to explain a little bit of history on what happened in that time, for about seven days, and on the eighth day, Jesus stood up, and he declared, we read the scripture, but for seven days, the priest would go to the pool of Siloam, and they would draw water, and they would call that the drawing water ceremony, which was very precious for them, because it meant there's hope, and it was a promise of rain, so they would draw water of the pool of Siloam, and I think Jesus spat in the ground, made some mud, on the guy that was blind, and he said, go to the pool of Siloam, you know, so they draw water, for seven days, they would take this water, and put it at the altar, for seven days, they would do this, and on the eighth day, Jesus stands up, and he says this, now, when the priest did this, in this time, they would also read scripture, to basically emphasize what they are doing. And they would read Zechariah 14 and Ezekiel 47 to emphasize what's happening here. So I want to read Zechariah 47 quickly for you. And a man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water. I'm going to just like stop at certain words. I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. So let's drop to verse 6. And he said to me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the banks of the rivers. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, the water flows towards the east region and goes down to Arab, where it enters the Dead Sea. The water from the temple flows down into the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is dead. There's nothing in it. But when there's water flows into the Dead Sea, something happens. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be a large number of fish, which can be salvations, you know. Because this water flows there and makes the salty water fresh, so there the river flows, everything will live. Now imagine this, in this entire ceremony, they read these scriptures in hoping that something is going to happen. Now, what is this hoping? What's going to happen? Now, a lot of Jewish teachings would teach this, that the water will flow from the foundation stone of the temple. Who's our foundation stone? (laughs) I'm going to read this again. On the last and great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and said with a loud voice, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Verse 38, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from them. Jesus fulfills the scripture, reading at the feast, as the foundation stone of the new temple, the source of water of life. Jesus, that's where the, it's not going to be a physical, never ever going to be a physical again. He is the one. And the amazing, he says, but if you come and drink from me now, oh, rivers of living water will gush out of your innermost. John 4 verse 13 to 14, we've heard the scriptures. Anyone who comes to me, Jesus speaking to the women of Samaria said this, anyone who comes to me, who drinks from this water will thirst again. The same well that Jacob they'll thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You are the temple. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. You are the city, Matthew 5:14. You are the dwelling place of God. Revelations 21, verse 3. I really believe we need to get a fresh revelation of who we are. You know, they want to build this temple. I think God had such a sense of humor that they somehow orchestrated that a mosque gets built right to where the temple was. <laughs> I think he had such a sense of humor. It's never, ever going to be a temple again. If they ever build something like that again, it's... Abomination. It goes against what Jesus did. Jesus said, Break this temple down, and in three days I'll raise it up. He did speak about his body, but why did he compare it to the temple? Why did he? If this temple was so magnificent, so wonderful, and they took so proud in their temple, why did he say, Break it down? It's not going to be another one. I'm the temple. Say, I'm the temple. I'm the dwelling place of God. I'm the city of God. With that in mind, Psalm 46, verse 4 to 7. The river channels bring joy to the city of God. Mm. Please close your eyes and listen to the scripture. Just close your eyes right now. The river channels bring, ha ha ha. Joy to the city of God, the special, holy dwelling place of the Sovereign One. God lives within it. It cannot be moved. God rescues it at the break of dawn. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms are overthrown. God gives a shout, the earth dissolves. The Lord who commands armies is on our side. The God of Jacob is our protector. Yes, you're quite amazing. The world needs you. My third point, the river produces fruit. And I'm just going to quote this quickly. Matthew 7, verse 15 to 20, Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. He was saying to them, you shall know them. By their fruit, you shall not know them by their gifts. you shall know them by their fruit. you shall not know them my i'm i'm it's not in the scripture, but you shall know them by their fruit, not what their gifting is. Many people are like this is my gift, and like i, I don't i don't know you I have not seen any fruit, so why must I call you a prophet or apostle or or something, there's weird things they're going on about. You shall know them by their fruit. When you abide by the river, you bear fruit. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. The river, when you abide by, if you want to walk more and lower, get to the river. Yeah. If you want more patience, get to the river. I think we all need that. <laughs> because you've got kids sometimes, like, oh, no. I said to somebody this morning, I feel like putting Valkyrie in my kitchen and throwing one on the wall and let them just stay there. <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm sure you feel about it sometimes about your kids. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, if you abide by the river, the fruits, you bear some lacquer fruits. When you bite by the river, you can touch people and they get healed. You bite by the river, you can just operate in science and wonders and miracles because you draw from the source of life and it just flows out of you and it touches people. So the river brings personal revival. Like I said, we don't have to wait for service. You can drink from that river wherever you are, whenever you're at home, just enjoy the river. So people will say, why the joy? Why this manifestations? Why we want this? Why we want this? I said, why not? (laughs) Easy. Why not? Have you ever been really caught up in a a river, a real river? Like a tide will come into the ocean and the tide will, have you ever looked at yourself? If you step into the ocean and suddenly there's like a massive tide or something, have you ever looked at yourself, help, help, pow, help, help, you know? You look very funny. You look a bit weird, you know? Or you've gotten into a river with these rubber duckies or some of these river raftings, you know? You look quite funny. I've never been on those, but I've seen pictures of those. But you look a bit weird. So, you know, if the river comes, why are we him to do whatever he wants to do? The river of God brings joy, it brings peace, it brings refreshing, it brings restoration. Interesting that Isaiah 12, verse 3 says, water draws joy, draws water up out of the well of salvation. Joy draws water out of the well of salvation. I see sometimes joy as a bucket. And you just need to like <laughs> Sometimes joy is the best way of getting this river just starting up on the inside of you. Some people do need a bit of joy. You know, if they maybe smile, their face will crack. You know, so look at somebody next to you and just smile. Smile at them. Just smile at them. Okay, just smile. Okay. Just smile at them. And I can sometimes talk to myself because sometimes my wife would say to me, just go like this. And I'm like, oh, shut up, you, <laughs> you know. You know, we need a bit of a smile. Yeah, you know, she's like, i tell you, you know. Um, but I'm just being real. You know, we need a bit of joy. I'm speaking to Celia this weekend. They were meeting this lady, she's 80 years old. She looked so young. And she said, you know why? She would always smile. She'll always laugh. She'll always make just life so much fun, and she looked so young. I think it does affect your outer appearance and people around you. We need to have the joy. We need to have the peace. We need to jump into the river. Now, interesting that Isaac's name is called Laughter. So what did Isaac do after his dad died? Isaac, in Genesis 26, verse 18, Isaac opened the wells that had been dug back in the days of his father Abraham. For the Philistines had stopped them up after Abraham died. Isaac gave these wells the same name his father had given them. Isaac means laughter. Ha, 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 just dug this well up. (laughs) Hmm. I sometimes get this picture of this, like, imagine inside of you you've got this well, you know, inside of you imagine you've got this well inside of you and sadly sometimes we clog this well up with all kinds of junk unforgiveness bitterness, cares, worries Inside, yeah. And if you look again, you're like, oh, Jesus, what happened? And sometimes a good laughter would just like, just all this away. The Brownsville Revival, I think it 94, it's amazing stories from it was where a lot of times they would, cameras would be off, there would be absolutely nothing, everybody has gone, some people have gone home. And um, right at the end, they say, so many manifestations happened when cameras were off. And people just sat, and they just still enjoyed the revival. Many things just happened when nobody was looking, and people were <laughs> just, how hungry are you for the river? We had the Streams to Rivers conference, and Saturday night, just a couple of us, and it's not to you know... Sometimes we have to go, you know, and there's things. But some of us just like, you know what, we want just a bit more. We just want to, <sighs> we just, want to just enjoy this room a little bit longer. So, yeah, we were just sitting in this area, yeah, right here. And we made this big circle, yeah, and we just were all sitting and talking, and we could feel something happening right here. A pastor's daughter that doesn't like these kinds of stuff was sitting here. And when she sat here, huh? Well, she's not as a like it, but she's very wary of it. And the next moment, the power of God just hit her. and She was there on the floor. And she when she came with she said, that never happens. And she said, she's never experienced that. And God just, in the river, broke something off of disappointment over her. So I want Shireen to tell what something happened here. The and they, really, they felt something. Yeah. And I want them to just share just something that what you felt when that happened.
1: Yeah, it was just something, you know, just kind of like, you know, we were waiting in line for Bobby just to prophesy and, and, and things like that. So my family had gone up. So I came to sit here. Next minute, Pastor Helen came and she brought a chair and she sat opposite me. She said, let's just enjoy. So we just, I mean, it, it didn't mean anything in the beginning. We were just chatting. And as we were chatting, you could just feel something, something was stirring. It was just like, it was just getting stronger. And, and before we know it, next minute, you know, it's Jades and Stace. And I know Chantal tried to hide away, but God got hold of her too. And people just started gathering around at the river. It's like there was a stream and we were sitting in a circle and it wasn't a clicky thing. It's just like if somebody wanted to come, let's make the circle bigger. Bring a chair, you know. And it's just like it was a stirring and stirring, and we didn't even say anything to each other. I mean, and it was just so funny with this pastor's daughter, because Bev came along and saw her sitting by herself that end, and grabs his come, and goes to Chantal and says, "Sit by this lady. She's kind." You know, we all look at her as like, oh, excuse me, you know, but just obviously joking, you know. Well, I tell you, this, this young lady sat next to Chantal, and that was it. She was gone. She was laughing and we were saying, oh, yeah, you're kind, are you? You know, it's just like, she's dangerous. I don't know about anything else. But it's just like, the next minute, I just felt to grab something in the water. It's like I just, somebody dropped a bottle, and I thought, I'm going to pick it up wrong thing to do. Because I tell you, they all laughed at me because they say I was doing boomer rolls. So it was like I was stuck in this current and I was trying to get out of this, off the center yeah. The but I just couldn't. I'm like trying to go, where's my chair? And I'm trying to find it and I'm just going from left to right. And it was exactly like God was just saying to me, as much as it was a refreshing, he was saying to me, you need to obey me. If I tell you, go left, go left, go right, go right, turn around, whatever, just do as I have told you to do. Be happy but I tell you, when I got off there, I felt so refreshed. I really did. I mean, we to bed and then we got home about 2 o'clock that morning. And the children, yeah, we won't talk about my children. But it's like, and we knew we had to be here like 7 o'clock the next morning for band practice. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord Jesus. Now, if you know me, I'm not the most happiest person in the morning. It just gets me a while to get up, you know. But I felt so refreshed when I got up. I said, let's do this. We're going to praise Jesus. And that's when you know it's God. It's his river. It's his river that refreshes. And, you know, like it's a calling this morning. Like as J.D. has been preaching, there's a reason why he's doing it, because we do need it. But you know what? It's, you've got to come to the river. You've got to jump in. You've got to do it. You've got to want it. You know, because you can stand on the outside. Because that night there were some people standing on the outside, probably judging and looking at us and thinking, oh, there they go again. But let me tell you, when you're in, you don't care. It's such fun. It's such fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, so
2: um, I just, I'd really had a hunger for a while that I needed a move of God in my life, I needed to feel Him tangibly. And I sat here and I thought, oh, I'm faking it. (laughs) I'm faking it. I'm sitting here and I'm faking it. I'm just going to go with it. And all of a sudden, the ground was like waving, like this river was just flowing. And I was like, what? And I thought to myself, you know what, Stacey, if you don't do something, that's going to get you out of your comfort zone. So I thought, you know what? Screw it. And I dived into the ground. <laughs> and I tell you, as much as it felt like I was faking it that day, something has stirred in my spirit. I have had spiritual dreams that I have never had before. And it's, it, there's, there's just, there's definitely that something that's building inside of me. So I encourage you as well, as much as you think, you yeah, know, nah, I must be faking it because, you know, or that one must be fake, you know what? Fake it. If you need to, to just get out of the comfort zone because God wants you where he wants you. And sometimes we're too scared to step out because, oh, this, this taniya next to me is going to think I'm a little cuckoo. It doesn't matter because she's thinking the same thing about you. So just take the first step.
0: <laughs> so um, <laughs> something stirred. Yeah, I remember in 94, when the revival hit here, Robin and them were all praying. And the next moment, Robbie was just, can I tell the story? Do you want to share it? I'll share it. And he's like, am I doing it right? Probably not. But, and some people like looked at him and was like, what are you doing? And it wasn't long after that revival just hit. He stirred something in the atmosphere. So look at somebody next to you and smile. My last point is stay connected to the river. There was a town called Rodney, Mississippi. You can go and Google it. And um, it was a little town that was in the province or county of Mississippi. It was such a prosperous town. The river was flowing right next to it. They had import, exports. They had, man, they were building like crazy. They had opera houses. They had, it was such a successful, wealthy city that It was three votes short of becoming the capital city of Mississippi. They even survived the Yellow Plague. They survived the Civil War. There was a massive fire, and people were like, no, this town is... People started moving out. There was a massive fire, and they even survived that. But what they didn't realize is that the river was busy building sand bars next to this town. And when he looked again, this river, about two miles away, it, and it kind of started building anew, a new flow, and it, was, it just totally moved away from this town. Today it's a ghost town. So I want to encourage you. What sandbars have you developed that have caused you to just realize, I'm not by the river anymore. If something has happened, let go of it. God wants you in the river. And if it's doing something crazy like diving, (laughs) there's a river, I'm diving there. Or there's something happening, God's moving, I'm going there. You know, many revivals, Toronto revival, the Brownsboro, people flew miles, kilometers. They flew because something happened there. They they went there because they knew something is happening, and they're not going to miss this. So we're going to get into the river. Say, I'm going to get into the river. Tell person on your left and your right, I'm getting in the river. I'm getting in the river. Or just say to a person, I am in the river. I want to close off with the Scripture, and then we're going to do something. And I'm trusting this with just sum everything up for you. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 8. The Lord says... It probably was sounded in the beginning like, J.D., where are you going with this? But just hear me out, okay? The Lord says, I will put a curse on people who trust in mere human beings, who depend on mere flesh and blood for their strength, and whose hearts have turned away from the Lord. They will be like a scrub in the desert. They will not experience good things, even when they happen. It will be as though they were growing in the desert, in salt, t- oh, my, oh my word, Just I hope to hear everything I've said. It will be as though they were growing in the desert, in a salt land where no one can live. That's the one that trusts in mere human beings. My blessing is on those who trust in me, who put their confidence in me. They will be like a tree planted near, oh Jesus, near the streams whose roots spread out towards the water. It has nothing to fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no need to be concerned in the year of drought. Year of COVID, whatever you can think of, no drought. It does not stop bearing fruit. Psalm one: Blessed are those who do not walk in the step of the wicked, who stand in the way of the sinner. And sit in the company of mockers, but those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the river, the stream of waters, who's healed its fruit in season, and those who leave who do not wither. Whatever they do, prosper. So I want to encourage you, get into the river. Let go whatever you feel like is causing you to not put your feet in that river, I want you to let go today. Now, Stace had a beautiful dream, and we're going to end with this. So I want Stace to, to share this dream she had this week. And when I sh- <laughs> shared that message with her, and she's like, this is my dream I had. And this is how we're going to end today. And I want you to cooperate. You can feel something happening. You could feel something just stirring inside of you, you know. And I want to share this dream with you.
2: So, um, like I said, I mean, I've never had spiritual dreams before. JD would tell me about his dreams and I'd be so jealous. But it was like since this movement that happened here, I dreamt that we were all at church and it was an evening service. And, um, well, it was after a day service. And I was thinking, how nice would it be to just have a soaking Soaking service, but how can we do that? Because we're in the band, and you know, I don't want the other worship. I don't want a CD playing. I I want to be in our worship, and I want to soak. And all of a sudden, Shireen and Auntie Bev went up to the stage, and a whole bunch of random people from the church that were musicians and, and singers that we didn't know of, and they all went up onto the stage, and they started just spontaneous worship and spontaneous praise, and people just got off their chairs, and they came towards the front, but the front wasn't like this. It was like a, a waist-high pool in the front here, and people came to just along the edge of the pool, and they all started kneeling down and just soaking and worshiping, and Shireen and Auntie Bev came off of the stage into the water, and they started walking up to everybody and splashing them with water. whoa. Oh. as it happened, it was just, you know, people that needed healing were getting healed, and people that needed refreshing were getting refreshed, and Auntie Bev came up to me, and she took my head, and she said, it's time, and she pushed it into the water, and it was just, like, it's time, it's time for this refreshing, it's time for this stirring up inside of us.
0: Beautiful, eh? So, the river is here. To come, come, grab your spot in the river. Grab your spot in the river. Grab your spot in the river. Some of you need this refreshing. See yourself in the river. See it flowing out of you. Get into the river. Get into the river. If you want to bring a chair to the front, you're even welcome, but get into the river.